got a lot to say about the world I occupy every day. But when I say what's on my mind, I find I piss people off. You're listening to What the Folk, real talk and raw tunes for revelationary times. I'm Emily Yates. And I'm Sarah Baranowskis. And on this episode, we're joined by Alex Scott, a seventh-generation Oklahoman, a former public school teacher, an active community organizer, and a candidate for Oklahoma State Senate. We live in a police state, and it's a state violence, and, like, it's happening very locally. Like, we see, you know, all kinds of messed up stuff at the national level, but we can't control it. And so, like, being, like, knowledgeable about it is one thing, and then how do we change it, you know? Like, part of it is calling it out, like, going to, you know, that's community building. We're calling this episode, Slashing the Police Budget Starts at Home. And before we get started, if you've been enjoying what you've been hearing on What the Folk and want to give us all kinds of warm fuzzies in our cold, dark hearts, please leave us a wonderful review and rating on iTunes and tell all your friends about us and let us know that you love us as much as we love you. And now here's a song about zombies. Well, the right side hates the left side. And the left can't stand the right. All our politicians seem to want to do is fight. Back and forth we go about the way things ought to run. We better hope we find some common ground before the zombies come. In 2018, Alex Scott became the youngest member to ever serve on the Norman, Oklahoma City Council, ousting a well-funded incumbent on a shoestring budget and grassroots power. And she's here with us today to talk about what's driving her passion for local politics. I'm really glad you were able to just set this up real quick, especially considering all of the everything that's been happening lately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a wild summer for to say the very least now it's fall it's been fall for like 10 days and it's been mostly okay oh man I know I were I've just been trying to think of it as you know this is the fall of the empire <laughs> they said that on ancient aliens like aliens always send a plague and like the plagues and stuff like that are associated with the fall of the empire <laughs> um, I was like oh good yeah. It's fine. Aliens <laughs> are intervening. Yeah. That's funny. We were, we were talking, just talking about, about aliens earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens are coming on New Year's. Oh, please. It's SOS. <laughs> right. SOS. <laughs> we're ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Please. So. So I was telling Sarah, and I'll just say I'll say this since we're now we're now sharing our conversation with the pod universe. Um, I've been really excited to to catch up with you because of your election campaign, which has been plagued with all kinds of fuckery and aggression from uh, from haters. And also, um, just in light of uh, of how how we met in uh, in the uh, the belly of the beast in Tulsa, <laughs> and how how much has happened since then in those what two three months? 
my my state senate campaign has been rolled. My city council campaign wasn't it wasn't even that like contentious, and I was nervous, like anxious back then. And then this time around, everything has happened, and I'm just totally desensitized, hmm. completely like desensitized to what people say about me online, and then, and then like um, the threats and things like that. Um, but yeah, so do you want me to do you want me to start? Yeah, I know. I know. There's so much. Um, well, why don't you kind of fill in as much context as you as you feel is uh, appropriate to give people an understanding of uh, what your positions are, what kind of uh, space you're filling in this uh, in the the Senate race, the state Senate race, and um, and what kind of backlash you've gotten. Okay, sure. Totally. So um, I am a young person running for office. Um, and so that is already kind of surprising to people that are like, oh, how cute. Look at you trying. Um, you know, but so I'm a former teacher. I have my master's in public administration. I'm a, you know, a laborer. So I believe in funding public services with public dollars uh, instead of, you know, siphoning those into like, um, we have one of our problems here is like voucher programs and stuff like that. So like uh, in private, private schools, private development. So basically challenging the status quo because the status quo has been um, basically like special interests, corporations, um, being able to exploit folks here, our working class folks here in Oklahoma and our marginalized communities. And so stepping into the space like um, as somebody who has done community organizing in the past um, and from, you know, listening to my my peers, basically, you know, the actual community, not just like small groups of people, small special interests. Um, it's kind of, I guess it is some, somehow threatening uh, <laughs> and contentious, um, threatening to the, the powers that be, for lack of a better word, um, especially because I talk a lot about taxes and I think that's is really scary for them. They're like, holy shit, shut the fuck up. Cause I actually like look at budgets and like where the money is going. And so like, that's, that's part of it. Um, but that's like kind of what led to, you know, some of the events that have happened because, um, I, we were in budget season or, you know, and then when I was on city council, like the budget season starts in February. Um, and then we approved the budget. We have to have a balanced budget per state statute. And, um, so that was when the conversation around defunding the police um, was taking place after the George, the murder of George Floyd. And so, yeah, for um, the sake of time, I'll skip like, you know, my couple of years on the city council. There's like been contention in the past, like where, like I said, I'm desensitized now to the things that people say because people have been harassing me online for years. Um, it's just hasn't ever been gotten to like this point. Um, and now it's like really, really personal. So, um, but we've had, you know, a lot of stuff happen in the past. Um, I actually received like death threats in 2019 um, on a, because this guy was coming to the city council and he was like, ban abortion in the city of Norman. And we were like, no. And then so me and another counselor like turned our chairs. That's all we did. We just like turned our chairs around on the dais and like people lost their fucking mind. Um, (laughs) So like went viral and like the pro- life like anti-choice um network so that was like the first time that that something like that had really 
happen like that. Um, and then so this past summer, you know, the murder of George Floyd, these marches are taking place and police are like conducting like chemical warfare on, on, on people in the community, you know, mm-hmm. throwing tear gas, like all this stuff. Um, uh, and mur- still murdering people. So in Norman, when I was on the city council, uh, in June, about mid June, before I met you, um, I made an amendment to reduce the police budget appropriations by $4.5 million and, um, put it elsewhere, basically like give it to, um, the construction of a new fire station, um, in one of our more rural areas in town, um, an internal auditor. And then, there was an, oh, stormwater. Stormwater is a huge issue in our city. Uh, we don't have like stormwater infrastructure. And so when it rains, it pours and that's a huge public safety issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so $4.5 million, it may not sound, you know, like a lot to y'all out there. Um, and it, it was a, like, you know, it was only an 8% decrease in their budget. You know, they get 28% of the total general fund, which like, like go our general fund, what is what, um, all of our operations, our general operations, like come out of that fund. So, like all of the staff, you know, every in every department, um, they get twenty eight percent, which is a lot. It's really significant. Um, and so, there are a lot of people who showed up to this meeting, both in support of defunding the police as well as on the other side of the back of blue people or the bootlickers. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. as, as it as it were, and then so I made this amendment. The amendment ultimately failed, and the city council meeting lasted for twelve hours. Um, then we heard a lot of a lot of folks' experiences, people who have been like traditionally left out of these like spaces, right? Like are again like marginalized, like um, people, black, brown, and indigenous folks are like showing up to these city council meetings and like pleading with their elected officials to be like, hey, these are our experiences with these police officers, like you don't need to have school resource officers in schools. And you know what I'm saying? Like we don't need cops in schools. Um, so all these folks coming forward, but the rest of the council, um, did not vote in favor of the amendment. Instead, we ended up defunding the police budget by just under a million dollars, which I thought like getting over 500,000 was not, that was pretty good, but that was a win. (laughs) So, um, but it was a 12 hour meeting. It's impressive that you managed to get any defunding through the gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, in Oklahoma of all places, you know. And so after that happened, uh, it was a 12-hour meeting. And then within like five hours, so we got out at 5 a.m. And I went to sleep last night. Within hours, like the next day, uh, they were the police were doxing me. And like, so sharing videos of encounters that I have had with them in the past, um, like on their body cam footage or whatever. So they were like, started circulating that, like one of them was at my home address. And so people like had my address and the police are just like spreading all this shit around. And they did that for like, they did that for a few, like the rest of June at least. And I see the videos are still circulating actually, and they're starting to do it again because my election's coming really close. So that's when da, 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 we met yes. uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was that good time. Excitement. <laughs> exactly. I was born in Tulsa on Easter in 1994, April 3rd. Um, yeah, so Tulsa, we went up there, and I don't know if you want to, like, speak to that. I know 
you're you're amazing. You're my pod. Oh yeah, I felt like I felt like we had a pretty solid pod. We were we were very uh, we had a lot of morale. <laughs> and uh, what an amazing pod <laughs> our pod of resistance i'm not going to go into details because i feel like there may still be some uh some details that we should hold back about our, our considering um, i still have court our, coming up <laughs> our field trip to tulsa <laughs> exactly um in which case you know and but i i do feel like the disruption was effective let's just say i feel like we effectively disrupted um, I would he, say so. He called us some very bad people. Mm-hmm. I believe he had we to stop. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He again, like his failure is the reason for our failure. I think um, exactly. that's what that's what it was. Yeah. If there had been more <laughs> well, people we there, we succeeded. I think they pulled a uh, flag out of your backpack. Was it your backpack? Out of Ashley's bag, yeah. Uh, they ripped they ripped us off those poles. Ripped Man. us. Yeah. Yeah. Like I flags, had bruises. Yeah. They really they really roughed you up. I mean, you definitely put yourself in a lot more harm's way than than I was. And I was just really glad to be able to support you. But the uh, <laughs> yeah. You were I you were impressive to me. I felt like there was um so many, so much strength in that group, but you were, I think, the smallest one of our pod, and uh, <laughs> I think I was the smallest one there, like, period, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were great, small and fierce, exactly the, what the revolution needs. Exactly, stealthy <laughs> and quick and um, feisty. I'm full of rage is really what it is. <laughs> Adorable rage. I know. <laughs> I get so angry at people, like, this is so cute. <laughs> with cute adorable rage exactly (laughs) yeah because they underestimate us you know what i mean whenever you're cute and sweet and small they're like oh she's just a little girl and then it's like holy shit (laughs) that little girl can't possibly defund the police oh wait (laughs) oh wait wait. or you know disrupt the presidential elect or not election well that too hopefully like long term but disrupt the presidential um, what, what was he doing? Rally, <laughs> rally. Thank you. I'm yeah. struggling for words. You've had a, you've gone through a lot. Thank you for understanding. Yeah. So I, I've noticed this about myself more lately. Is that sometimes, like, I just can't quite like find what I'm the words I'm looking for to fit complete like a sentence or a thought. Like sometimes they come to me like wonderfully. You know what I mean? And I sound great. And then other times I just like. I'm, I'm like not even present in my own head. It feels like, um, like I'm disassociated so heavily again, like, you know, saying desensitized and also disassociated because like so much has happened that, um, I feel like just a casual observer of like the events unfolding in my own life, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm watching my own life on like, like everybody else, like on the internet and on the new seeing myself on the news is so wild like all the time yeah my mugshot that beauty that was um <laughs> should I say my glamour shot like seeing my my mugshot like plastered all over the like apparently that went national I like hit the national yeah. stage you know um uh, you put yourself out there yeah exactly and I mean I, I don't know if it's gonna hurt or help at this point like I mean I still won my primary after all of that right 
Mm-hmm. So, Sarah, I don't know if you got to see my my glamour shot, but it is pretty incredible. Highly recommend. I, I did uh, a little researching, so <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should use that for the promotion for the for your episode. <gasps> we can Photoshop some cool, like I don't know. Can you do a side by side? You should do a side by side. Be like same so woman. Much. Uh-huh. <laughs> for her, she has your back. Not even once. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so do you, we can talk about the Trump rally. So, like, because that happened. Like, so the defunding of the police, and then. You know, ultimately, like, I'm abolitionist. Like, I remember when you texted me, you asked that I talk about, like, you know, why it's important that activists, like, run for local office. And it's, I've been thinking mm-hmm. about it. It's, like, because we are active in the community. Like, we hear, we see, we're on the ground, like, you know, making those connections, talking. That's what, pe- that's what people should be doing, I think. Like, that's what politicians should be doing. The word, like, poly is from the Greek city. You know, like, that's the key is, like, what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be on the boots on the ground, literally, in the community. Um, and that's all I've known really and been doing. Um, so then, yeah, I met you, like, you know, can't do too much about how perhaps like it all went down, mm-hmm. but we like agreed, like we knew it was up. We thought, you know, and I'm like, thank God it was only the three uh, or four of us really, but the three of us like who got arrested instead of our whole like operation, you mm-hmm. know, but yeah, um, we all knew going in, like how important it was, like what an insult it was that this man like is coming onto, you know, into Tulsa on the centennial of the um, Tulsa race massacre on the weekend of Juneteenth. Like he knew exactly what, and it was an insult. And we're, you know, knowing damn well, like he's on stolen land coming up into our space like that, thinking that he can flex on us. And then, so we knew like, possibly how bad it could be and every single person there with us was just like okay now we know we're in like we were still in still there like this is at a moment where all of this shit like what's so crazy is like how like I felt for like creator god spirit like whatever you want to call it like that was divine alignment is what happened I think and like right on the like around the solstice too and all of these people who we'd never met before are in this space like me and Ashley had gone up there just for different reasons, you know, to support Unify Tulsa and then got like <sighs> roped in with you guys and you Literally. guys <laughs> put us up crazy shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's so funny because I actually kind of came in a little bit late in the game too. And we got, uh, we got the kind of the same briefing at the same time and found out really how high the stakes were. Um, and and I felt like, you know, the the high stakes that we're dealing with, like every single day, are uh, they're actually just the same. And when when I'm in a room with people who are willing to look at the reality of what the possible consequences of standing up for the right thing are, and still be like, "Fuck yes, I'm in," <laughs> uh, that just that gives me a whole lot of hope, you know. And then to see you come back from that and get all kinds of backlash at home. And, um, and still keep playing forward. Can you talk a little bit about what kind of backlash you got after standing up and disrupting the Trump rally? Yeah. So, you know, cause that happened. And then like, I went once again, like the police, so that a cop, whenever I got arrested, like apparently called a cop back home. One of the ones who'd been doxing me, um, mm-hmm. 
And so he told him, and I was in, under arrest, and the cop, you know, in Norman, who had been doxing me already for about a week and a half at this point, was like, Alex Scott, blah, 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 about riots in Tulsa. I was like, girl, I got arrested at like fucking five o'clock. Like nothing was happening. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so he was like lying about that. And so they also started circulating my arrest record, like with my home, home address on there. Um, which, I mean, the, the videos had already been circulating for a while and they were like giving me, I was getting threatening voicemails um, from defunding the police, threatening comments, voicemails, messages. After I got arrested, they were like, she needs to be hung from that same flagpole she tried to climb up. She needs to be buried under the jail. I hope nothing, you know, I, they're like, I hope nothing happens to you where you need the police and they're not going to be around, you dumb fucking bitch. I don't know if you got to listen to any of those voicemails, but yeah, like, hope you don't get robbed on the way to your car, you cunt. Like, all kinds of stuff. And then, like, what they're saying online. And I just, like, mostly, like, ignored it. And then, like, the following week, so we got back from Tulsa on that Monday um, after the rally. And then that Friday was when my neighbor was um, raped, like violently raped. Um, like, and I live in a duplex, so our like bedrooms are conjoined, and I wasn't there that night. And that's like usually my dogs are at home, but I was feeling really unsafe, frankly, because of what was being said. And so I stayed um, at a friend's house, and I was able to take my dogs with me. And that was the night that it like, happened. And so was really really emotional and I feel like a deep sense of guilt <clears throat> not only for like what happened but also the aftermath like when it all like blew up again and you know they, it wasn't victim-centered right it was like oh, a councilwoman thinks that rape was meant for her and then like seeing that being circulated as well as like what people so like a couple of cops wives were commenting on a certain page I guess and it was like sent me screenshots that um it sounded like I was jealous I didn't get raped and um yeah like wow just really 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 fucking dark um like the whole thing really 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 dark and really like devastating like I threw up that day like I talked to my neighbor you know she gave me permission to tell the story and then when it blew up she was like holy shit so her sister actually asked me to like um you know remove my post or whatever because like they wanted to protect her anonymity uh, because people were able to figure it out like because they knew where the fuck I lived like so people who knew her put that together um you know but she and she's been struggling too and like the whole situation right because the police aren't trying to help her we're pretty sure it was a fucking cop you know Mm. Uh, and you know like something that sticks with me like whenever she told me what happened was that um they said maybe next time you'll learn your lesson you know like wow after like what yeah so and then so after that I had like so four days later I still won my primary by 63 percent and then um I went I dipped out of town and then um the OSBI the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation seized my phone because they were investigating the rape or whatever um say they were investigating the rape but they like literally served me a search warrant when I went in voluntarily to be like hey these are the voicemails I got I was trying to give them the voicemails for blah 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 and they straight up served served me a search warrant snatched my phone out of my hand and um they like left up everything that they went through on my phone so I was able to take pictures of what they went through even though they said they're only going to look for like relevant stuff blah 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 Hmm. so yeah fuck them fuck them 
Yeah. Yeah. It's so much. And, you know, I feel like what all of these things that you're saying really just speak to the importance of like more people with um, a strong, you know, moral code and a strong backbone to to run for office and to stand up to this kind of uh, corruption that you're very clearly dealing with. Yeah, that. I mean, that's just an awful experience. I just I feel sick like hearing about it. It's just fucking. Yeah. There's no words. Um, yeah, I did kind of want to talk a little bit about you know just what there's always so much focus around national politics, and often less of a focus of being involved locally. Like maybe talking about why you think that's important and what people can do on a local level, even you know given that they might face some incredible pushback, but yeah, yeah. If you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge control freak, which is why I ran for local office um, first, because I like need to, I can't control what's going on on a national level. You know what I mean? Like once, if I can get there, like, cool, like great. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, cause I am like, I think I know what's best for myself most of the time. Maybe other people will think it's fine too. Um, but yeah, local politics is honestly like local control is so important because localities again are more in touch with the community. Like even when like some of our elected officials are distanced, like from the, the actual community, like the majority, they're still more accessible or at least they should be. Um, and so it's really important for people who are outspoken, who do want to see change, like before all of this, you know, mostly environmental justice was like the kind of the focus on the council is like, how do we prevent developers and stuff like that from just like totally sprawling out? Like, you know, why aren't, why are they um, not doing environmental, you know, surveys and before they're digging up stuff or, you know, they're not trying to preserve trees. How are they, they don't have a stormwater plan. How are they contaminating our water? You know what I mean? Like things that people don't think about when they only watch national politics and they're like, Oh, guns, abortion, police. It's like, yo, people are getting away with like, some really fucked up like environmental injustice. You know what I'm saying? Like right here, right now, you know? And so that's super important. Also, like if we, talk about you know just being included like our district attorneys are pure trash like people talk about you know these federal judges the supreme court judges blah 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 like dude uh, right here in oklahoma the city the district attorney is charging like five kids with terrorism who like got arrested because they didn't have a permit for this mural that they were doing and a homie of mine who got arrested on may 30th is terrorism charges terrorism he did nothing wrong Wow. And, and meanwhile, they just let all of these white supremacists gather openly and uh, and call them a Trump rally. Yeah. Yeah. And so and that's why, like, again, being like being included in what's going on, like right there is like, holy shit, that guy sucks. He's got to be he's got to go like and they're the district attorney like where I'm from in Norman um, in Cleveland County. Greg Mashburn is his name. He's terrible. He like let this kid who's a rapist and a sodomizer like only put him in prison or yeah, in jail for one year and he was back out on the streets. And now he's charging this woman with uh, first degree murder for, because her son was killed by her boyfriend who then committed suicide. So seeing this shit happen and it is like, 
you know, it's, it's like state violence, you know, like we live in a police state and it's a state violence and like, it's happening very locally. Like we see, you know, all kinds of messed up stuff at the national level, but we can't control it. And so like being like knowledgeable about it is one thing. And then how do we change it? You know, like part of it is calling it out, like going to, you know, that's community building. That's why it is also important for us to like at the Trump rally, make a showing. It's like, Hey, we're not all white supremacists out here, like at all. In fact, in Oklahoma, like, it's, it, Oklahoma's very diverse. And people are just, like, they don't know, you know, who's out there. And so it's really important to do, um, to build community and, like, trust in the community. And then to have that trust and then go and, like, run for office. If, you know, representative democracy and electoral politics is what people are into. But if not, there's other ways to be, be like, again, on the ground in the community. Mutual aid is everything. Um, I love doing resistance art, helping people passing out like PPE sandwiches, you know, stuff like that. That's really making more significant change than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Helping people. It really, it makes a huge impact. It does. And it feels like, so, and I can kind of, if you don't mind, I'll talk about the dead duck heads thing really quick. Yeah. You know, you saw that. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) So weird. (laughs) Um, I'm a vegetarian 12 years and so I like went outside and saw that there were like severed fucking duck heads in my yard and apparently chicken feet my fault for calling them duck feet apparently people got really riled up about the mistake I was like um (laughs) there's severed fucking bird parts in my yard how's that yeah so you know what I mean I'm like I don't know the difference anyway so so yeah chicken (laughs) chicken feet and uh duck heads and I was like this is fucking rude and so you know what I mean like this is like gross and disturbing and like I told my homies and like my in my like small like community like we have a thread and stuff I told my homies and every single one of them was just like what can we do like what do you need how do we help so we did some investigating we did a press release like all this stuff and they somebody else wrote this press release for me Mm I didn't have to say anything and like made my post and they like, you know, went and supported me, all of this stuff, like just at the drop of a hat. Another one of my homies like showed up immediately to help me pick up these duck heads. Uh, yeah. And that's like, that's, that's so the importance cool. of building community, you know? Yeah. I was going to say with everything you've been through, you must have a pretty strong community um, around yeah. you and also a really strong drive and love to want to keep showing up like you're showing up. Thank you. Yeah. That's like what people kind of, they see like that there's a lot of hurt surrounding me and there totally is like, there's a lot of like some violence and hurt and like vitriol, <clears throat> vitriol, whatever. Um, but on the other side, the things that people don't see is this like vast amount of love and like support that I've received that honestly, if it were it like campaigning is really, it is truly a lonely road. Like, um, it truly is. It's very, very lonely. But um, without my squad, I don't think that I would be, I don't, I don't, I, I would be a mess, you know, total mess. But, you know, they believe in me, I believe in them, and we need each other. And mm-hmm. it's really, really nice. And so, like, people don't get to see that, but that's super present. And it's really nice. I think the way it shows through in, is in the way you're able to show up. You know, you're, you know, you're, you're obviously like you're, you're really clearly 
taking your community seriously and not for granted and taking like your role as a member of it very seriously. I think that's, that's sort of the way we have to move forward. That's, it's something that inspires me every day is just seeing people support each other, um, through all of these like really hard and intense times and like, and achieving victories as we've seen in Oklahoma recently, um, with the, the land settlement, which blew my entire mind. So the McGirt case. Yeah. 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 That's going to be, that's really great. That's laying back right there. Yeah. <laughs> that is, um, praxis. Yeah. And that's, what's so important is like, uh, you know, indigenous folks have been saying like land back for so long, like this is stolen land. This is stolen land. This is stolen land. You know, nobody was listening. They were just like, Oh geez, shh, you know, shh, mm-hmm. uh, erasure and replacement. And then like, you know, being in the community and like trying to be present with them and like listening and being like, damn, yes. And then having a platform, it's like absolutely our fucking responsibility if we have any kind of platform. And, you know, as white women who are often the foot soldiers of white supremacy, it is our obligation to say, this is stolen land and I'm on it. And so are you. And, you know, we have an obligation to not only say those things, but start making, you know, reparations. And that starts with just basic things like land back, you know, yeah, and giving back jurisdiction. Um, I will hop off here pretty soon, guys, unless you have another question. I'm happy to join again. Um, My day is just like, especially maybe after the election, but even though I'd love, but I'd love to come back on. Let's definitely talk after the election. I, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll help boost your signal um, from our, from our tiny platform. If there's any links or places Thank folks you. can donate, yeah, we'll get all that together and make sure that it's in the show notes. Cool. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, Real Alex Scott. It's my Twitter handle. My Twitter slaps. Excellent. That was my next. That's what question. I always say. Twitter slaps. <laughs> yeah. My Twitter slaps. Follow my tweets. Yeah, yeah. I'm funny. I think. Yeah. Hey, we all slap <laughs> for uh, for our day. Do it. <laughs> I said, we all need a good tweet slap for our day sometimes. Heck yeah. I'm trying to get better <laughs> at Twitter. I like, I don't know. I feel like I'm not very good at Twitter. That's a separate conversation. I will Once you get there, I swear, because yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't used to be good at Twitter. Okay. And um, then you like say some like hot takes or like you get arrested <laughs> or something like that. And like, <laughs> boom, everybody's following you and like. Get arrested just, like, to boost. Up. Boost your Twitter brand. That's the takeaway. (laughs) I honestly got a lot more followers on social media after I got arrested. Uh, It really, you know, (laughs) some people I'm still discovering. I'm just like, oh, they're like, yeah, I've started following you when you got arrested at the Liberty Bell. And these are the things I believe. And I'm like, whoa, we only agree on one thing. And that was that I shouldn't have been arrested. (laughs) (laughs) that's how you build it in with someone right (laughs) exactly that's awesome though yeah so please follow me there and if you guys have money not you guys but your followers (laughs) um yeah please give me money yeah i need it and i'll send you uh, my like website link and stuff if you want to attach it to the podcast cool definitely sarah it was nice to meet you yeah it was really nice to meet you thanks for everything you're doing and hang in there and stay safe my pleasure thank you both emily i'm sending you love anytime you need a morale boost you know i got you
Oh, thank you. I know. I believe it. I'm okay right now. I have had a wonderful day as well. It's full, it was a full moon and I got to see it mm-hmm. go down at the sunrise. It was gorgeous. Mm. So anyway, um, well, sending love. Nice to meet y'all or you, Sarah. <laughs> Good to see you, Emily. Have a great rest of your day, dear. Keep up the good work. Each of us will have to take a big, deep breath and learn to work together or die a gruesome death. Zombies just can't tell between a blue brain and a red. No, politics don't mean a thing to the walking dead. When the zombies come, when the zombies come, we all will be eaten alive. We can't budge an inch to help sounds craggy from all the wildfire smoke same also i smoke mad weed yeah i'm finally getting that uh everything sexy kathleen turner voice i've been trying for all these years (laughs) yeah you know i'm i feel like i'm i'm working on my uh my cougar husk cougar husk (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, um, i'm baby stepping my way to cougardom yeah <laughs> i i just i thought of this because i think one of the reasons i sound so i get self-conscious about my voice is one of the first interviews i ever did was with an old ass bluegrass guy from the south who shall go unnamed and he was like halfway <laughs> through the interview was like you have a shrill new england voice <laughs> i was like <laughs> <laughs> you're like well that's funny because you sound like a sexist i know i was like uh <laughs> i was really young and didn't know how to deal with that kind of shit at the time i think now i would have well, been like um fuck off well especially when you're young and you're interviewing someone who's older than you i'm sure i was told all kinds of offensive things by higher ranking people when i was interviewing people in the army and uh I don't, luckily, my brain does not let me remember most of that. <laughs> my brain always remembers the hits, especially right before I'm supposed to fall asleep. You know, it's like, hey, <laughs> remember when you did this mean thing to somebody in third grade? That was God, real yeah. cool. Remember when you said that awkward thing that nobody wanted to hear? <laughs> yep, good times. Well, that's why we have a podcast now, so that we can say all of those things and record them forever. Yes, and my sh- my shrill New England voice can spread across the airwaves of America. Your voice is not shrill, and I honestly have heard way more New Englandiness from a lot of other people. So yeah, I don't have um, the like accent. Yeah, I'm not like pack the car. Right, exactly. I think uh, maybe you've lived in Colorado long enough that you're evened out i feel like i don't think i sound like i'm from upstate new york most of the time yeah i think i just i moved around so much i was like pick up the accent wherever i was living like when i was in texas i started speaking with a little Mm -hmm. bit of a drawl or when i lived in england i started getting like a slight weird english accent (laughs) (laughs) i just am like Like a sponge for wherever i live so yeah exactly i feel like i've lived in so many parts of of the u.s at this point missouri new york georgia california colorado now oregon i feel like i'm kind of uh 
I'm kind of losing my my distinctiveness until I say something like, oh, I went to college. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you're from Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> well, I just, I started incorporating y'all into my speech because I feel like it's so pleasant and welcoming and gender neutral. So sometimes we'll be Same. like, oh, are you from the South? And I'll be like, no, I just lived in Austin for two years and like y'all. <laughs> I resisted y'all when I lived in Georgia, but now I feel like I feel like I have more of an aggressive y'all. Aggressive y'all. Y'all aren't ready for what the fuck I'm about to say. (laughs) Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like y'all just doesn't sound right when you say it in a northern voice. Like (laughs) y'all. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fuck I out of here. <laughs> what the New England equivalent would be like, use guys. So I went yeah, to use guys. You guys, you guyses was always our. I try to get away thing. from you guys. Like, I know that most people don't know that I'm not meaning to be like gender non inclusive when I say it, but I'm still trying to get away from it in the classroom, especially. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. It just comes out so easy. It's like. You guys, you guys, just... you guys. I know. I've I've really tried to work on it too, and not like overtly or obnoxiously, but just more of in a way. Like just because I'm fine with being called you guys doesn't mean everybody is. Also, no matter how many years it's been since I've last seen the Goonies, I can't help but hey, you guys. <laughs> like every time I say it, it's in my head, it's in sloth voice. Sloth. <laughs> all right um anyway (laughs) so what the fuck did we learn from alex oh man we learned so much about the importance of running for local office and the uh, the risks involved in uh being effective at it once you get there yeah you know and i'd like to say that that might be slightly specific to you know, the part of the country she's in and the politics there, but I'm sure that, I don't know, I'd probably be surprised how often shit like that happens and in places where you wouldn't think. Exactly. And also just, um, I think right now everything is so polarized that it doesn't take much to really hit people's nerves these days. So... It takes a lot of courage to put yourself in the public eye like that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely admired her courage and her obvious dedication. So I'm glad she has a good community around her, too, because I don't know. I don't know how I would process any of that shit. I really don't. So. Yeah, much less by running for state senate. <laughs> Like, what? Death threats? I see your death threats, and I raise you a Senate run. You know? (laughs) Wow. I know. I'm just like, yeah, I'm still just, like, both really disturbed by that story and really inspired by Alex. So, yeah. It it just goes to show a lot of the things we've been talking about um, as far as the importance of local and state elections um, as being sometimes more impactful than uh, federal elections, you know the the funding legislation, you know the de- the police defunding legislation that Alex managed to get 
pushed through. You know, that happened under a federal administration that is super unfriendly to defunding the police. But, you know, when we work on things locally, then sometimes we can get at least local results that set a precedent for broader reaching um, impact. And that is kind of one of the advantages of this country and how it's set up. Um, That's why I think it's kind of hard, too, to have a true national unity. Maybe that's not even desirable, but like... Um, I think we, because we have a system where you have a lot of local control and state level control over certain things, you can actually get some shit done if you focus on that level. It's why, like, you know, this, obviously this time every four years, everyone's so focused on the presidency and I get it, but I'm also like, man, you're wasting a lot of time. You could be spending talking about things where you actually can take action Like, Mm -hmm. you can, like, run for city council. You can go to city council meetings. Like, you can do a lot of things locally. And maybe they're not exciting and fun and sexy, but it sure beats arguing with people on Facebook who've already fucking made up their mind how they're going to vote anyway. So. Exactly. Okay, so Alex Scott is just one of many examples of, you know, really young, fired up, and uh, and super engaged human beings taking some action in her community. And I really wanted to have her on because I think, you know, it's important for anyone who feels like they really want to make a local difference to think about that as one one avenue. Yeah, I think all the energy you you put towards, I know we don't want to talk about the presidential thing, but also like, I'm not saying it doesn't matter your presidential vote, but statistically you have so much more of a difference when you vote locally. And when you research the people, especially judges, no one ever talks about how fucking important it is to research judges, but everyone was freaking Mm -hmm. out because of like, you know, the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And it's like, well, the next RBG could be in your community. I think we have this fixation in this country on people who have already made it. And we forget that there is um, a whole group of people who are not necessarily trying to, quote unquote, make it. They're just trying to do the best they can do in their communities. They're not trying to be rock star judges. Um, They're totally happy with, you know, playing the local court circuit (laughs) and making a difference there. And I think that the more we can pay attention to who those local heroes are the the more hope we can have really in our ability to to make an impact in this whole fucked up you know collapsing empire yeah and like that can be any of us too i think we look at these people at the top and we almost like imbue them with magical powers i mean that's a the, right i know we don't want to talk about trump i sorry i just keep thinking about like whether you love or hate trump you've given him magical powers You've given him this, like, sense of, like, superhumanness that is just, it's not healthy. Like, and I feel like half of people's reactions to Trump would be more reasonable and effective if they just fucking realized he didn't have magical powers. And, you know, like, support the people in your community that maybe are doing things that are kind of magic. Not to use cheesy hippie language, but fuck it, I will. Like, what Alex is doing, (laughs) like, to be able to, like, hold her at high and fucking walk through that fire. Like that's kind of fucking magic. And that's the kind of thing people should be throwing their weight behind. It takes so much more strength. Yeah. 
And they just get lost in this, like, noise and this, I don't know, it's like politicians are just, like, part of that celebrity culture where we think these people are superhuman. And it's like, no, man, we're the superhumans. Right. They're just people. They're all just people who decided they wanted to be in this in these positions and they tried and they did and they made it, you know, and and, you know, that's great. But we all are good at things that we do when we try. Also, there's really so much impact we can have on all of these huge problems that we see popping up everywhere that we feel powerless to stop. You know, when when we claim our own power, we start to see that, you know, we all have that same capacity as these celebrities and these big deal politicians. And, you know, the bigger you get, the more pressure is on you. But when you're not that big of a deal, you actually have a lot of freedom to do a lot of good. Right. With machetes at the ready, we could all stand side by side. As all the zombie masses we dismember and divide. In a show of unity like you've never seen, we'll decapitate those bastards as a team. When the zombies come, when the zombies come, we all will be eaten alive. We can't budge an inch to help each other while we're living. Only the undead will survive. Imagine, if you can with me, a best-case situation. Humanity uniting to avoid annihilation. If we quit our bitching at each other, we'll have luck. Until the polar ice caps melt And then we're all still fucked When the zombies come When the zombies come We all will be eaten alive We can't budge an inch to help each other While we're living so Only the undead That's right, the undead Only the undead You heard me say undead Only the undead, cause we all will be undead. Only the undead will survive. This has been another episode of What the Folk. Your co-hosts and co-producers are Emily Yates and Sarah Baranowskis. The song today is called When the Zombies Come, and you can find it at emilyyatesmusic.com. We hope you can join us again next time, and until then, watch out for zombies.